0: Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward all men amen Amen. Amen. now this this is the christmas story as reported by luke a story that is very much under attack um, in all the world today let me give you some examples of how this story is under attack Um, so a christian employee was fired because she refused to greet customers with happy holidays instead of merry christmas so they simply fired her Let me give you more examples of how the story is under attack. A school in America was sued because they put up Christmas decorations and failed to include the Muslim celebration of Ramadan. They had to put up a special decoration for Ramadan at at that same school during Christmas. At an airport, a Christmas tree was displayed. Uh, This airport was sued by a man who won the right to display a menorah for the Jewish holiday of Hanukkah. In 1967, a new holiday was created to be celebrated at Christmas time called Kwanzaa. Don't know if you are familiar with it. It was created by a man named Ron Everett, who later changed his name to Dr. Karenga, and he began practicing African traditions for black Americans in the United States of America. Now, there's another thing I've read about this is they, they say that the situation in the Capitol building in Washington, DC. Um, got so crazy with people wanting to do away with Christmas that a group wanted to put up a sign celebrating Festivus, which was a made-up holiday from the TV show, TV show Seinfeld. Now, please don't misunderstand me. I don't, I don't mind people celebrating what they want to celebrate. The problem for me, and I think the problem for all Christians, is the elimination of Christ out of Christmas, where we have the problem. So, this morning, I want to take a look at what life would be like without Christmas. I want you to think about this. What would life be like? What would your life be like without Christmas? No gammon. (laughs) Now, if Christmas would have never happened, there would be no gammon, (laughs) there would be no family gatherings. Apart from families meeting each other at funerals, there would be no other family gatherings um, apart from Christmas. If, there has not, if Christmas never had happened, there would be no Christmas gifts. Nothing of that sort. Parents would save a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> if Christmas have never, would have never happened, there would be no holiday traditions. I know here for us, a lot of our people from the church, they go back to their home villages, their hometowns, their... Where they come from, to their home countries. Without Christmas, there would be no Christmas carols. And I know a lot of you love singing Christmas carols. Without Christmas, there would be no decorations. Without Christmas, there would be no Christmas trees. So there would be no place to put the gifts under, so no one would get gifts. And children would have to go to school the entire month of December. (laughs) I think some parents are happy about that. And December the 25th would just be another normal day like any other. And all of us would work right through this day. But I want you to think more about this for a moment. If there had never been a Christmas, the world would be far different than it is today. In ways no one can ever imagine. And I don't want to labor a lot on how the world would have looked like. I want to spend more time on, but when Jesus came. So when Jesus came, he taught his followers of God. To, uh, to, he taught his followers to love God, but to also love their neighbors. Luke 10, chapter, Luke chapter 10, 27. Now his followers to live out this idea, his followers invented the idea of organized charity. Listen to this. It was the early Christian communities. That stressed support for widows, orphans, the sick, and the disabled. It started with the Christians. They organized efforts to help those who were dying. They built, they staffed, and paid for hospitals. In recent times, Christ's followers um, have founded virtually every charitable organization there is on earth. Including the Red Cross. They found the Salvation Army. World Relief. World Vision, the Samaritan's Purse, Food for the Hungry, and Compassion International. All these organizations were found because of Christmas, because of Christ who came. Without the birth of Jesus Christ, education would even be different today. Oxford, Cambridge, Harvard, Yale, and almost every one of the the first 123 American colleges and universities were founded by Christians. See how Christianity has shaped the landscape. And it's hard to imagine that those schools now teach evolution and deny the very existence of God. And yet they were founded upon Christian values. But without Christmas, something worse would have happened. Jesus would have not come. He would have not been here. I don't even think, I don't even want to think what what my life would be like without Jesus. Without walking with Him. Without being able to talk with Him. Without being able to relate to Him. Without being able to know that there's always that person with me even when I'm alone. I I can't even imagine that, what my life would be like. Think about it for a minute. John chapter 1 verse 1 says the following. In the beginning was the word... And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. Verse 4, in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Here was the Creator, from the beginning of time. The one that everything was made for, and nothing was made without The light on man, the light of man, the light for man. And he chose to come to this earth as a fragile, vulnerable human being. You know, when I look at other faiths in this world, I see that Christianity is the only faith where the king died for the people. And yet in all other faiths, it's the people that have to die for their king. Another thing that I've realized about Christianity is, you know, with, with the other faiths, if you take out their, 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 their prophet or, or their, their go to person, um, in, in Islam it's Muhammad and, and, and Buddha and all these things, if you take them out of their, of their religion, they can still follow their religion. But if you take Jesus out of our faith, there's nothing. We can't do anything without him. We need him with us. And this. Jesus, this God, this person, this creator who was there from the beginning of time, came in a manger, not even in glory and in splendor like other kings would want to be born, not even in in, in wealth and richness and, and, and all these things. He came in a manger. His dad couldn't even afford to get them a place in an inn to go and sleep at, but they slept with animals into the stables with the animals. This is the kind of king. He came in humility. He came to serve. He came to die for us. Without Christmas, without the birth of Jesus Christ, this wouldn't have happened. Now, we can argue about, yeah, but the 25th of uh, December was never the birth date of Jesus. And, ah, even if it's the 3rd of January and this day and that day, we shouldn't get caught up on when the day it was when he was born. He was born. That is the... One thing we need to get caught up on is that Jesus was born and he still lives. And even though all the other guys of faiths, uh, all the other religions, faith people, prophets and stuff died and they're still in the grave. I was rose from the grave. Amen. And he's still alive today. Glory. He's alive. Amen. Amen. Why? Would such a sovereign being, why would such a creator, such a person come down on earth and do this for us? What possible motive could he have had to come and endure such scorn and ridicule here on earth? To go to the pay through the pain of the cross only to be rejected by the very people that he died for. Why? What would his motivation be? What possible reason could that be? I can only think of one reason that I found in John chapter 3, verse 16. Because God so loved the world. Because God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. The reason wasn't so that those that who believe could not perish, the primary reason for Jesus to come to this earth was because He loved us. And the rest is all secondary. But He came because He loved. He gave this gift out of love. He came because He loved. He wanted to save us because He loved us. He desires to have a relationship with us. He desires to walk with us, to talk with us, to be with us because He loved It was purely the love of God that brought that baby to earth more than 2,000 years ago. It was His desire to have His creation dwell with Him and worship Him. We cannot understand the depth of God's love for us. Not yet. We will one day when we're in heaven. But it is incomprehensible to our human minds to understand that anyone, much less our Creator, could love us this much. That He would say, me, personally, I myself, would go and die for people who keeps on rejecting me. I know that they will reject me in the future. But I'm still going to die for them. Because I love them much more than they could ever love themselves. Especially how the way mankind treats him. Let me read to you Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14. He says the following. Paul speaks here. He says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you according to the riches in His glory to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which surpasses all the knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God in Christ. I think the highlight for a parent, for any parent is, is uh, uh, during Christmas, is ne- not necessarily the buying of the presents, because that means the parents become broke. The highlight for parents is to, <laughs> is to, is to watch the expression or to see the expression on their children's faces as they unwrap that special gift, which was handpicked just for them. I think all parents want to get their kids a good and perfect gift. It makes parents feel good to give good gifts. I mean, what kind of feeling do you think God gets whenever one of His children opens up the gift He especially has for them? Is it possible for any child to leave a gift unopened when he knows that it's there and it belongs to them? I remember as a child also at uh, Christmas Eve, I would never go to bed. And during the day, I would always make round trips to the Christmas tree in the house to, to take stock of what is currently there. And maybe something more was added. And so that I know that when midnight comes, because I wouldn't go to sleep. I can't wait till till the next morning on Christmas morning to wake up. I'd wait till midnight. I'll do stuff. I will wash the dishes. I would clean the house just to keep myself awake so that I can open the presents my parents bought for me. I remember it. So I can take stock of what was happened. And yet to this day, there remains for some an unopened gift from the Heavenly Father. A very special, one-of-a-kind gift. Call it fellowship with Jesus. Better yet, a relationship with Jesus Christ. A relationship with God the Father through Jesus. God's desire for all of us is to be friends with Him, not enemies. He doesn't want anyone to be without this gift of salvation. Luke chapter 15 verse 7 says, I say to you that likewise... There will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Let me read this to you again. Likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who needs no repentance. We are still able to celebrate the birth of our Savior here in this country for now. We are in for a rough time as Christians. We see it all over the world. We will be asked to compromise the truths of God's word. To accept things that are ungodly and unholy in the name of tolerance. We must stand strong in, in God now more than ever. Be holy as I am holy. That is our call as he is holy. That is our call. 1 Peter 3 verse 18 says the following. For Christ also suffered once for sins. The just for the unjust. That he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. That's Christ's desire for us: that we live with Him, together with Him in the spirit. Part of God's gift to us is the gift of uh, is to have God's Spirit living within us, diminishing our flesh, increasing Christ in us. Here, then, we see the gift of God to the sinner and the gift from God. To the believer, both is the Holy Spirit. For the sinner, it's for salvation. For the believer, it's more of him. He must increase so that I can decrease. I'm going to read you Luke chapter 11, verse 13 out of the Message Bible. It says the following, If your little boy asks for a serving of fish, do you scare him with a live snake on his plate? If your little girl asks for an egg, do you trick her with a spider? As bad as you are, you wouldn't think of such a thing. You're at least decent to your own children. Now he says the following. And don't you think the father who conceived you in love will give you the Holy Spirit when you ask him? Some translation says will give you the gift of the Holy Spirit when you ask him. So then if you have never opened opened God's gift or God's free gift of salvation, he invites you today. To open that gift. That's His gift to you for Christmas. Don't delay. I want to encourage you to do it today. None of us are promised tomorrow. And if you haven't received this gift of the Holy Spirit, He invites you to unwrap that present this morning. And enjoy fellowship for the Christian, for the believer. When we don't have the Holy Spirit with us, our walk in Christianity becomes a bunch of laws. We have to obey this. We have to do that. We have to do this because otherwise God wouldn't be happy with me. God will be, uh, we, we, if we don't have the Holy Spirit, we see God as this person sitting on a big chair with his long beard. And every time I do something wrong, he makes something bad happen to me. That's our perception. It becomes religion. It becomes a, a bunch of rules that I have to keep in order to, have to, to, to stay in God's good books. But as soon as the Holy Spirit comes into us, as soon as we start walking with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the person of Jesus Christ. We get to know God as a person. So now it's not just about I have to keep up certain laws and rules so God can be happy with me. Now it's more about I have to love Jesus. And because I love Jesus, I won't do anything that offend him. It's a relationship. It's a walking with a person. Same as a husband and a wife walks together. Same as a, a husband is ordered to love his wife as Christ loved this church. So Jesus loves us. It's a relationship. There is no more law then. There is no more religion then. He invites you to unwrap that present this morning without the power of the The Holy Spirit, life will be hard for a Christian. Christmas will be over by the end of today, but His gift of love for you will never, ever end. And I want to conclude with this. It says, remember that without the birth of Jesus, Christmas would have never happened. We would have never received this gift of salvation in Jesus Christ. And we would have never been friends with God, And that is what would have happened if there was no Christmas day. Let's pray together. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, thank you for this gift. Thank you, Lord, that you came and gave us a present. And Lord, I pray that as we open those presents today, that it would be a reminder of the salvation we have in Jesus Christ this ultimate present that you gave us so that we can walk with you and fellowship with you. That you came to this earth for us, Lord, because you loved us first. Father, we thank you that you've come to this earth. Thank you for enduring the cross for us. Thank you, Lord, for enduring all that torture that you went through so that we can have access to you, Lord. Not through religion, not through the law, but we have access to you through relationship with Jesus christ we thank you for that jesus we honor you for that lord may we never take this gift of salvation for granted but may we grow in it may we grow closer to you may you help us to seek you more and seek your face more lord we ask this in your precious name amen